Hi, everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast, where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I am your host, Samantha Bush, and of course, I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Why are you laughing? I don't know. Sometimes, because of the way we get on this mic and we chat with producer Cam before we start, and mm-hmm. then you and I chat a little bit more right after he says, okay, let's start. And then you start reading that opening, and it's like, oh, wait, we're doing something. Right, like, we're really here for a reason. Like, sometimes it's hard to remember that this is something, not nothing. Yeah. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Now, we've got a lot to get into today, so mm. I don't want to spend too much time up top chatting about our lives, but I do want to give just a recommendation and a call to action mm. to the shorties as we move into the rest of 2023. And this is based off of some stuff we were talking about yesterday. Okay. So the recommendation, the call to action is Yeah, please. If someone is complaining about their body to you, shorties, Mm. your response should not be, oh my God. You look great. You look amazing. Don't hate yourself. You're so beautiful. I love the body positivity movement for every single person it has landed on mm-hmm. and positively affected. Right. But it ain't over here. No. Um, because I think that there's a confusion that when I complain about my body, go. I don't hate myself. Like, I just don't. I'm so much more than my body. Exactly. That's what the body positivity movement is honestly missing is that it's like, I don't need to love it. And I wish there was a little less of myself to love. Yeah, I got, well, the reason we had this conversation because I went to the doctors and I made the horrible mistake of looking down at the scale. And hold on, because before that, that's that's the recommendation next. Oh, okay. So just as a call to action, you can feel however you want about your body. But if mm-hmm. someone's complaining about it, I just feel that we don't need to be telling people. It's kind of that toxic positivity thing. Yeah, I don't fuck with it. Like, we don't always need to be trying to get everyone to to love everything about themselves at every moment of the mm-hmm. day. And just complaining about our physicalities. Look, we all also- breathed in the smog of the patriarchy and we are stuck with this and it can affect men and women and non-binary people and trans mm-hmm. folks. Just let people feel the way they want to and listen. Because mm-hmm. you brought up such a good point where you were like, I want to get to the point not where I love my body, but I just don't even think about it. Yeah. Like, that's where I want to be. Like, I don't want it to be a thought. Yeah, because I was recently I don't want to love it. I don't want to hate it. I just don't want to think about it. I was recently out and a good friend gave me a nice compliment about my body. And that also sent me to spiral. Of course. It's just like, just don't talk about it. Don't talk about people's bodies. Except if I want to talk about my own, mm-hmm. listen and just be quiet. Mm-hmm. Or say, yeah, bitch, I hate my body too. That can be helpful sometimes. Yeah. We do that with each other. Yeah. Um, And then my recommendation to everyone, as I told you, is is that if you are at the doctor, and I don't remember who told me this, I think it may have been uh, my dear friend Bree, you don't need to be weighed. Like, if the doctor says, like, hop up on this scale, you can say, no, thank you. I'm not doing that. Like, I think a part of me wanted to know. Okay, well, then that is Because I also just don't, I know, like, that's what I mean. Like, I'm not mad at the doctor. I'm mad at myself for looking down, but I know that I did it for a reason. Like, I just wanted, I had to get my eyes on it. 
I, I never want my eyes on it. I had to because it was, whoa, it was it was shocking. It was more than I thought, and that was really tough. I went about two, three months ago, and the doctor said, hop on up here. And I told him, with a little bit of a wink and a laugh, that is proprietary information. Honestly, I don't even know. Yeah. And he gave me a smile and then was like... Don't you think it's important for your health? No. No? You don't? No, because we shouldn't be relating... Because what does it really mean? Like, Well, like if you're gaining weight really rapidly or if you're losing it really rapidly. I think I would be aware of that and then maybe I would ask. (laughs) Okay. But where we are isn't really... We're not at that territory quite Mm -hmm. yet. As I always say, I know exactly when this problem began. Mm, I do too. Down to the second. Down to the decision. Mm -hmm. Down to where I was sitting in my bedroom when I made it. I was on the floor and I thought, this is it. If I do this, Mm -hmm. there is no coming back. No. And I said, bon voyage to the past. The past is in the past. it's, It's complicated. Bodies are complicated. So complicated. But if you don't want to get on that scale at the doctor, tell them, no, thank you. Here's my Or height. do it, but like be like, I don't want to know the number. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to know. Just start thinking of every relationship in your life as a two-way street, including the doctor. Mm-hmm. If you are also in school, pedagogy is a two-way street. Teachers don't just get to tell you things and you receive it. You're in this relationship together. And if a doctor says they need to weigh you, you simply say... Not today. No. Yeah. That's not happening today. Not today, sir. Mm-mm. I'll see you later. And that's just a call to action and a recommendation for me to Thank the shorties you. because I, I don't want that for us in 2023. No, and I really appreciated this call. <sighs> but speaking of calls. Mm, my God. And um, Are we going to talk about it? Oh, we're going to talk about it because <laughs> was it last oh. Friday we were fresh off the mic? Chris? It was like two hours later. I had hung up my headphones and it happened. Uh, And everyone, thank. I just want to first and foremost say thank you to every single person in my life. Not the people who know me personally, Mm -hmm. who can get at me via the phone. Mm -hmm. And to those who can only reach me via DMs, emails, smoke signals. I don't know. Pigeons. Every single person rallied around me. They did. The community. And just like that Aiden Carey photo drop, I've never been, you know, not to get dark, but I've had a sibling pass. And I Mm -hmm. did not hear from that many people. Okay. I've just never seen anything. My phone, I had to put it down. I was like, I can't handle this. Do you know how many messages I was getting asked to check on you? Like, I was getting... It, you. It, they were coming through me to you. Like, th- they were coming to you from all angles. Every which way. My mother. You goes, were at a dinner with, for your okay? father's birthday, and I think it was a topic of conversation. It certainly was. They were like, how's he doing? I was I'm like, not well. I a friend. And I was like, look, I know it's your birthday, Keeks, but we have to pause. We have to talk about it. Now, it wasn't just one photo. It was several. No, I only saw one. There were several <laughs> of them. I mean, they were like the same photo. Oh, yes. They're the same photo. But there's yeah. just shot, different shots. Um, and What'd that is of Aiden and Gary walking down the street, arm in arm. With Middle of purple, the street, like Kelly, Clore, and Ben Simone. His pants. His purple pants. He looks like a magician. I am so sick over this. 
Allow me a sidebar. What? Do you know who wears a great pair of purple pants? Who? Mark Ruffalo in the first Avengers movie. Not to bring it back to being a Marvelette, but you know how much I love Mark Ruffalo. I know. He wears purple pants. He wears a pair of purple pants as, um... The Hulk. Who is he in that movie? The Hulk. The Hulk. I was trying to get at his real name in that movie. You'll never get it. No. No. Um, But, now that's a man I want to see in a purple pant. I want to see Mark Ruffalo in anything. Or nothing. I'd like to see Mark Ruffalo in it just like that. Honestly... It would be perfect. Um, I have but... it up. I'm looking at it right now. It is. He's giving tricky so person with that slicked back hair. Tricky people. That. Ugh. Why are they in the middle of the street? This is. Because they always are in the middle of the street. These two. He proposed to her in the middle of the fucking street. This They're is always the, in the street. That's true. When he was leaving to go to Philly, they were in the middle They're of the street. They're always in the street. They're just they're street people. <laughs> never i hate this he's a street urchin they're looking too chummy for me holding hands the only thing i will say is we must remember that sex in the city and in the sex universe we know that they take a lot of fake photos we do but i don't think this is that i do because if they want us to believe if they were really preparing us for Aiden's return and they're real like that we're gonna close out season two episode 10 they're together they would not have released this photo Chris I think that you're just using this to protect yourself from the reality because we thought this last time with last season we were like oh some of these photos might be fake some of these they were they most were not. Of them were. No, re- no, most of them were. Remember, we saw all of those photos of Big and K when she had the bird in her head. Um, we saw a ton of fake. When photos. did she have a bird in her head? You have the memory of no one. Of a goldfish. <laughs> she, there were multiple fake photos in season one of it, just like that. Well, no, they just couldn't use those scenes anymore. Because no, of that's Big not true, dying. Sam. You're not or making. You know, that's sense. not true. You're not remembering. Just be not... This okay, is embarrassing just... for you. It is? Yeah. There were multiple fake photos. I feel like if you just Googled and just like that fake photos, a million things would pop up. Really? Yeah. Remember they faked, they staged a whole wedding that Carrie and Big were attending. They did? Yeah. Remember they were fighting on the street? And that was all fake? You know what? I got to be honest. I'm looking. I Googled and just like that fake photos and nothing's coming up. I feel like all the photos you're seeing are fake. That is the point. I remember. (laughs) (laughs) So they are known. I just don't know that. um, I feel like they honestly, he has arrived. They have to start filming him on the streets of New York. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted to give this to us. No, look, does it confirm absolutely that we're not just getting him as an aside to Steve? We are, in fact, going down this route again. We had the drip, drip, drop of Sarah Jessica Parker admitting Carrie's no longer smoking and she's reformed. That was our first sign that he's barreling back into our lives. I just don't think that we are in together. I I don't think that they end up together. But we are going to have to sit through yeah. this again. I don't well, know, guys. What are we thinking? Oh okay, before let before we get into My the episode, eye has been twitching for four days. It's been driving me insane. What do we think 
this is. What are we doing here? And in just what like it, that season two, what is Carrie's story? Clearly, she's circling back. I want to know how do like, you think how he's did introduced? They, that's what I'm. That's what I was just going to ask you. Is like, how do you think that they brought him back? Like, how do you think that he even got back into the mix? Do you think he saw John's obituary and was like? That, but we went through a full year of him just like that already maybe so if he, he was, so if he's he certainly back a year and a half later maybe he was abroad <laughs> maybe he's like maybe we, we live in a digital world sam you're pretending like the new york times is only printed in we person. are talking about aiden i know but he's got a cell phone. i doubt he has a smartphone I, I think he's got a smartphone. He has to run Furniture Boy or whatever it's called. He's what not is running that called? anymore, I doubt. Furniture Baby? It was furniture oh, it like store. Her, hey, Furniture. Yeah. Uh, I bet we get him through Steve. Like, I bet that happens. That whole I scene. wonder if we get a kind of Rory and Rory at the end of an, a year in the life. Mm-hmm. And she's going to him because she wants to write something about him. Oh, like the, the you know she wrote the book about grief. What if she's revisiting relationships, or there's something where she's revisiting the original columns? Mm-hmm. And there's almost a and we get a manic kind of carry. Like I've got to talk to I got to talk to Aiden. I've reread. Mm-hmm. I've had to re-examine the original columns, and I feel so bad. And John's dead, and we kind of get that manic carry that can come out surrounding Natasha. Mm-hmm. And then she gets him in her grasps again, just a like a wrecking ball. She's gonna ruin his life again. She ruins this man's life. <laughs> like, but as we t- say on this podcast, like they don't, they're not good together. There's no. a lot of hatred there. No, as many people tagged me in quotes when this picture came out, they simply wrote, "She hates this man." Because apparently, we say that often. She does she, hates him. Uh, what else is there to say? He's back. I'm sick over it. Yeah. In a way, but I am I'm excited to see excited. what we get. Yeah. Because <laughs> honestly, as much as I hate him, he's given us some of our finest episodes of this program. I know. We're, I really like this one that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So this is season four, episode 11, Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. And let's start with a little episode synopsis. Carrie confronts a past decision. Miranda makes a choice to alter her future. Charlotte faces a harsh reality. And Samantha's basically hanging out with Lucy Lou. It's so stupid. Before we get into the theme and talk about this episode more broadly, Uh I have to say, I loved this episode. Mm -hmm. I cried three times. Okay. And, and not three separate times as I watched the episode. The first time I sat down to sit and watch this episode and take notes in my Barbara Streisand notebook, mm-hmm. I cried three separate times. And I'll tell you when. As yeah, I'm excited it. to hear it. I'm excited to get into that. What did you think of the episode overall? You know, again, this is like some of my favorite stretch of Sex in the City. Like, I love these episodes. Like, my motherboard myself... The last episode, well, this one. I don't want to talk about that review. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ate us the fuck up. Which about also, I believe myself. we rated that episode a 10 out of 10. 
Uh, just as a quick aside, everyone, and I've actually gotten a few DMs about this, so I do just oh. want to say something. Okay. We love <clears throat> this show, clearly, or we wouldn't be wasting our time talking about it. Yeah. But there is something to be said for, I understand listening to something and wanting to hear your thoughts reflected back to you, and that it can be frustrating when people don't agree with your thoughts, particularly in a podcast forum in which mm-hmm. you have to listen to us, but you can't reply. Mm-hmm. needing to agree with us isn't the same as like disliking what we say like you just have to listen to our opinion like we don't have to agree with you for our points to be valid does that make sense yeah and i love my motherboard myself we rated it 10 out of 10 but there are some flaws in it and frankly if you ever get up on the mic and i suggest everybody start a podcast there i don't know how much it costs to do one but just do it i don't care yeah nike um but You'll uh, you'll quickly find that it's much easier and it is much more natural when you're watching something and you have to talk about it for an extended period of time to talk about the things that are um, difficult or you grappled with. Mm-hmm. It would this would be a very boring podcast, I think, if we just we were just like ten out of ten and said it was great. I loved that. I loved that. This is why that worked. Oh my god, that was a great scene. Let's move yeah. on. It is just the nature of conversation that you begin to well, engage and think about things with more, a, more of a critical eye. And that is the thesis of this stupid podcast at it the end of the day. Really, when you, yeah, when you and I pitch this podcast, you, that's why well, I think we pitch something a little bit smarter than what people are getting. I really put on my like glasses that day. I was getting my hair done. <laughs> I was like, we're really going to take an analytical look. Next thing you know, I'm just talking about like the lost my, daughter for three hours. Foils in my <laughs> You like, I saw just foils in your hair. Oh, God. All right. Well, just as an aside there, and shout out to that reviewer. Yeah, they gave us, us five stars. Out. Oh, no, that wasn't that one. They gave no? us two. Oh. And then eight of one. Basically, it was like they're self-indulgent, really think they're fucking funny, and don't understand this show. I promise. They might be right. Promise. We just, like, come on here, and we just talk shit, and we just giggle. That's And really, then hang up. The, that's the synopsis of this like, podcast. Yeah. And then we text each other and we go, what the fuck just happened? Well, yeah. Or we say, what the fuck did we say? We were really off today. (laughs) Something like that. So to break down and start to get into this episode. Overall, right. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. We've got an episode that focuses on regrets that we might have in our relationships and kind of the difficulties in making conversations. And it reminds me of my favorite Stephen Sondheim lyric to bring a little highbrow to this. Yeah, album, wow. Okay. To this podcast for once. In the show Sunday in the Park with George, there's an amazing lyric. The choice may have been mistaken. The choosing was not. And it's all about like, you can make a bad choice, but really the important thing in life is just to make one. Mm-hmm. Like the choosing is the important part. And then yeah. just react to the net, react to whether or not it was good or bad or indifferent later but mm-hmm. don't stop making choices so that you can move on and move forward. And that's how I kind of felt about this beautiful episode of television. It was a great episode. I'm excited to see where you cried. All right, let's hear the monologue then and start breaking it down. So many roads, so many detours, so many choices, so many mistakes. As we drive along this road called life, occasionally a gal will find herself a little lost. 
And when that happens, I guess she has to let go of the coulda, shoulda, woulda, buckle up and just keep going. As we speed along this endless road to the destination called who we hope to be, I can't help but whine. Are we there yet? No, for a great episode, I have to say that is one of the worst. That monologue took me on a different... I don't even know what she's talking about in relationship to what we see. It's a word salad. I can't help but whine. Hmm. What does that mean? Are we there yet? (sighs) What? Again, Carrie is not a good writer. You know what? But the writers, I think, Uh, in this one, and this will be interesting to maybe keep in the back of our heads. Is there a focus on, is the episode good? Or is the monologue good? Maybe they can really only do one. And so I appreciate they were like, let's focus on the storylines and the beats. Yeah. And just this monologue... carry nonsense. Yeah, because this monologue is really crazy. <laughs> so I want to chat kind of about, before we break down into the women, the kind of opening of this episode. And then I want to hear the extended brunch scene. And I do have to say, just as a disclaimer, so get ready with your little 30 second button. The clips in this one are a bit longer. Um, and we'll try to keep our mouth shut because we've heard your notes. Loud and clear. Because there are so many extended conversations in this episode, which is what I think makes it really fruitful. Mm-hmm. But what did you think of Carrie running over and the quick reveal to Miranda? And how would you, do you think it was as shocking? Or no, I mean, it's not as shocking now to us because we know. But do you think, how shocking do you think that was oh, in I 2001 think- when this aired? I think this shook the world. I think everyone was like, wait, what the fuck? Because it's Miranda. I feel like it just, I mean, it makes so much sense because we know how it all kind of pans out and everything that happens. But I think in the moment, everyone was really surprised. Yeah, it had to have been, oddly for a show about sex and dating and they're all adult people, it does feel a kind of like, whoa, wait, pregnancy? Mostly mm-hmm. because the way that pregnancy and children have been framed has been so through the lens of Charlotte, as if, well, that never happens to single people. Mm-hmm. And of course, we had the season one episode um, where Carrie thinks she might be pregnant uh, with Big. Yeah, and the baby shower episode. That's like, the same we... episode. When they go to the baby shower? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Because then right. they stop on the way back and have beer. Yes. And then, of course, it turns out Carrie is not, in fact, pregnant. And so I I, I don't know. I really like their conversation. I I don't care for this homeless man. He's terrifying. No. No. Yeah. He, like, accosts them. And he's like, you will make a man very happy. You'll make a man very happy. Shut up. Get away. Although, you know, I do appreciate that he is kind of that bit of New York life just jettisoning into the show. Yeah. Very much giving the Chucky doll in the first episode of And Just Like That. Just like, (laughs) shit's going to go down. Shit's going to happen. Rats are going to take pizza on the subway. Yeah. Chucky dolls. It's close to those girls in the first movie who are just like, what the fuck is going on they're like what a loser yelling at her husband yeah um Um, i also think it's interesting because it's like it really is going to just change the whole dynamic of the show like when a baby enters the friend group well at the beginning of this we're still not 100 sure we're getting a baby so right right right. save that for later yeah um and maybe actually next season where i think they really they really do take Mm. seriously the idea of having a baby enter this show 
Yeah. Um, and then right after that, it cuts to Charlotte getting her period. Mm-hmm. And that is the first time I cried. It was a very quick scene, but it just made me super emotional to think that like, oh God, here we go. This is the kind of true beginning of like, this is not going to work out. I kind of then just flashed to everything that's going to happen to her. I saw her on that couch. I saw her triumphantly coming out dressed like Elizabeth Taylor. I saw her, you know, and then just like that with two kids getting bar mitzvahed herself because Rock is an asshole. Like her whole life flashed in front of my eyes. Yeah, wow. As she sat on that toilet and then slammed those Tampax down. And I felt, you know, obviously I feel sorry for her because it it really is what she wants so badly. And then to sit down and, you know, Miranda's going on her whole journey in her mind of what's happening. And it's yeah, my first beautiful acting. My first note is this is so devastating, the the juxtaposition of Charlotte and Miranda in this Mm -hmm. episode. So let's hear that brunch scene. It's a little long, but I think it's so fruitful. And then start breaking down the girls. And it's not going to take us long to get through Samantha. Uh, No. Hey, look. Charlotte brought party favors. I'm never getting pregnant. Would you please move the Tampax away from my toast point? When I think of all those women every day getting pregnant, getting pregnant, getting pregnant. I've been trying for five months. Nothing. Charlotte, honey, don't worry. You'll get pregnant. When? A woman of 35 has only a 30% chance of conceiving, and then the numbers just go down from there. Numbers can be wrong. If it's so hard to get pregnant, how do you account for the number of crying children on planes? (laughs) This is not a laughing matter. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was brunch, not a fertility seminar. Okay, let's all just... Charlotte, should we get you a minute? It's me. I probably can't have a baby. Don't say that. It's true. Trey checked out. Fine. It's me. I know it's me. It's not you. Then what is it? I keep hearing all these stories about people getting pregnant just looking at each other. And I do it on my head, on, on my side, on my back, on, on, on the top, on the bottom, on the top, then the bottom. Now this is brush talk. Do you know how many times Trey and I have done it without a condom? 73. Mm. Have you any idea how much perfectly fine semen that is? No. Samantha, rough estimate? Enough for me to know in my bones that it's me. And the big joke is, I spent my entire 20s worried that I'd get pregnant. I could have been screwing everything in sight. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Should have been so lucky to get pregnant by mistake. Okay. What's with the eyes, Miranda? Nothing. You're just sitting there. You you haven't said a word, and you're making the eyes. It's nothing. You think I'm pathetic or something? It's not about you. What's not about me? I cannot think of a worse time to tell you this. Oh, man. What the F is going on? I'm pregnant. Steve. Mercy, fuck. He only has one ball. It isn't fair. Honey, take a breath here, honey. Have a sip of water. How could you do this to me? To you? Okay, stop. Please, stop. What are you going to do? You're not even going to consider having it? This is not in my plans right now, and I really feel awful talking about this in front of you. Then I'll leave. No. You can just sit here and have your abortion talk. Come on, Charlotte, please sit down. Flawless television. The acting? There are enough jokes in it, right? I love the whole moment between Carrie and Samantha where the joke is kind of clunky of Samantha do you know about the sperm but what really makes it work is the quick cut to Mm -hmm. Kim Cattrall giving her a face and we just move on 
the eyes between Miranda and Carrie when Charlotte's going, you know, on her spiel. Charlotte's just... what the F is going on? Yeah. It's, it's it's perfect. It's just it's one of the first scenes where I can I remember all four of like no one feels like they don't get their due in this scene. You I agree. get the interdynamics between Carrie and Miranda as besties within the group. You get Samantha as the super supportive friend when she's just able to say, What are you gonna do? And she gives her kind of a nod of approval, like, okay, you mm-hmm. can do this. I just think it's, um, and then I think it's, you know, do I love Charlotte's dance? No. Does it feel particularly true in this moment? And is also kind of reminiscent, I think we talked about this in that baby shower episode, that Carrie waits to talk about potentially being pregnant and having an abortion until Charlotte is in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then they drop the conversation as soon as she is back. So I think that this is... um really well done i also and i think this is a thing that a lot of shows would depict or talk about abortion care but wouldn't use that word right and i and i was kind of worried when she says what are you going to do and and miranda just gives a kind of face i was Mm -hmm. like oh wait do they never say the word but then it's really interesting that the first person who says it is charlotte yeah and it was i mean Correct me if I'm wrong, but this was, like, really groundbreaking at the time to have this type of conversation on television with, like, adult women. Um, I mean, sadly, it still is. Like, I think about, I mean, to take it to Shonda Land, I remember Christina Yang gets an abortion in season, like, eight, I think, or eight or nine of Grey's Anatomy. Mm -hmm. And it was a conversation then. And then Olivia Pope, maybe five years later than that, has an abortion. And there was a conversation about depicting it on television it's still fairly um taboo is doesn't someone get an abortion in the first season of girls they're jessa? waiting for jessa and yeah. it ends up she gets her period um so she's not actually pregnant right so it's not it's honestly i think still as much as i think we've progressed as a country and that i'm in a majority of the country believes that you know in a woman's right to choose and their own bodily autonomy i shouldn't say just a woman but you know preg- people who can get pregnant their bodily autonomy it's still not as like careful is depicted as often or as frankly as it should be and when mm-hmm. it is it tends to be like this is an abortion movie like right there's a great movie called obvious child with jenny sleet but it is really like that is what that movie is about it's very rare it is like oh yeah i'm pregnant and this is happening which is i think what makes this and some of the later where it's just episodes of television this is just a fact about miranda's situation rather than the point of her entire story of course she ultimately doesn't get one Mm -hmm. but i really liked it but you know what i didn't care for what when carrie when late after Charlotte leaves, Samantha says it happens. I've had two, and Carrie says, "Ah, uh, one," in such yeah. a judgmental way. It's like, can you calm the fuck down? Yeah, because Samantha's like so kind of just like, yeah, like it happened. It was the right j- decision for me. Um, but yeah, Carrie was a little judgmental, but I did laugh at her delivery of the saloon. When she was like, was- "Oh yeah, the guy from TGI Fridays," and she was like, "Excuse me, it was the saloon." It was very happening. <laughs> uh, Carrie was down bad in 1988. She I was will, fighting for her life. <laughs> and I will say this is, I distinctly remember when I watched this episode live and thinking, oh my God, I could be Carrie Bradshaw's son because I was born in 1988. It was just like the first time where I was like, what? 
Like, she could have a 13-year-old. I remember sitting there and thinking, watching it, like, oh, no, this would not be the show we're all watching. We don't yeah. want to see no kids on this show. Yeah. I mean, and I also think, like... Well, imagine having a baby at 22. I mean, I know people do, but oof. Oh, me at 22? She had no money. She go, she ain't got no money now. She had, ha- I mean, uh, uh, no, no. Bitch about to be kicked out of her apartment when she gets the break, when she goes through breakup. Yeah, and she's like almost 40. Yeah. Like, well, it's... she's 35. Let's give her some due. At that time? Almost 40? She's 35. Uh, you know, she's almost closer to. I guess she's closer to 40 than birth. Is that what it's like saying? in when Harry met Sally when she's like, I'm almost 40. And he's like, when? <laughs> she's like, in eight years. That's how, I mean, I felt that since 28. Uh, let's get into Samantha. And let's really just knock this down because we've been talking yeah. for a while. This is such a great episode. Yeah. What did you think of this whole story with Lucy Liu and this damn Birkin? Give Samantha a real fucking storyline. It felt because this. everything is so, I, I kind of actually get it here. That everything else is so heavy. Yeah, that, that they had we to be. did need. I was like, wow, this is a real lark. Like, nothing to do with uh, what we're up to. Chris, when I saw your outline before I watched the episode, I was like, that's it. I forgot that that's all that she does in this episode is about we this We meet Birkin. Lucy Liu, who I, you know, I just have not seen enough of Lucy Liu. Cause when she I'm not up, either. I thought, this woman is stunning, beautiful, funny. Star. Get her on. Now, I think she's on a CBS procedural show called um, Sherlock. (laughs) No. I I believe that to be true. I don't know if that show is still on the air. But she was for a bit. I believe she played Watson to the gentleman. She was also in Charlie's Angels, which, of course, is, like, iconic. Right. So I think maybe she must have been. She was booked and busy from 2012 to 2019, I'm looking here. On Sherlock, right? Elementary. That is Sherlock. That is his, um, that is his, um, right? He always says, elementary, my dear Watson. I don't know. I've never even heard of this. <laughs> she was and also in Kung Fu Panda. And Sherlock was played by, um, the gentleman who used to be married to Angelina Jolie and who was the most recent prime minister on The Crown. Johnny Lee Miller? Mm-hmm. Wow. My hackers can came. say you know. I tell you this all the time. You're the smartest person I know can't do basic math but i could recite several things off of the filmography about johnny, of johnny lee miller, lee miller. <laughs> can't add five plus eight without pulling my fingers out but like oh how do you think they landed on lucy lou was she just a big fan of the show at the time probably i'm sure and yeah. i think this was also during the charlie's angels heyday so like she was really popular birkins are fucking ugly no thank you oh my god i when they showed that that still of that fucking red saggy bag i was like this is the bag like i i mean even when i see them on housewives i'm like i don't get it like it's such a status thing it has really nothing to do with like the actual bag well i appreciated that samantha even says that carrie says it's not even your style in her um she we slipped into that voice yeah she did like get a goal for fun we're getting yeah. that one next week Oh, fuck. Okay. And uh, so we got a little ghetto carry voice this week. We're getting ghetto carry next week. And But I appreciate that Samantha says it's really about what it says about me when people see me wearing it. Right. 
Um, so it is all about status because it's an ugly bag. I also thought four thousand dollars was quite reasonable because, as it's you know, from housewives, cheap. they seem to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Eighty thousand, fifty thousand. Remember, it cut to that one crystal head that looked like a little doll's house, and it was like a hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, it's insane. I was like, "That's a house. Like you someone, you could buy a home." You know what? Some of my favorite photos are is of um, Jane Birkin, who the bag was named after, carrying. She like, didn't make her- the bag. She just is the bag's just named after her. Yeah. Who is she? Just a socialite? She's a who model. A bag? At, yeah, socialite. No, like she was like a, like an iconic like socialite in the 70s. And so she just wanted so Hermes just loved her and made a bag named after her. Yeah. Huh. That's but iconic. she treats her bags like shit. And it's so funny. Like these pictures, like they're like sitting on the ground, they're like dusty and wrinkly. Like she doesn't give a fuck. And I think there's pictures of Mary Kate Nashley doing the same thing. Like their well, bags. When you have just, real wealth, it's like whatever. Who cares? Who cares? Like, I just don't I would just not feel comfortable carrying something like that. I did really have a laugh when Samantha saw that woman in the tracksuit wearing carrying the Birkin and lost her shit. <laughs> Um, are we going to talk about Carrie's outfit in this scene? Uh, we're going to talk about Carrie's outfits okay. when we get to fashion. This might be a five-hour-long episode of this podcast. Because no, because... one million notes about what Carrie was wearing. Oh, I'm looking at my notes. It's all about Carrie's outfits. All right, let's just wrap this up. Lucy leaves. She's wearing that J'adore Dior shirt. I don't even want to hear a clip of it, because we got to get into the meat of this. Yeah, let's get into it. So, of course, I was already crying when charlotte was found uh finds out that she has her period Mm -hmm. i do appreciate that she quickly is um like we're going to get my fertility checked now one thing i did want to note it does seem to be i know maybe i've never been to a fancy doctor i've never to a doctor's office that more look like a lawyer's office yeah they do like she went into like most of my doc. Maybe it's because I go to Hopkins, which is a hospital, to see all my doctors. There mm-hmm. aren't offices. I was like, "What is this office?" Yeah, I think beautiful. it's like, yeah, it's like very like. I mean, I think of the time that Sony Morgan went to go get her. Well, like, have you ever tucked. been to such a doctor's office where it was like wooden mahogany and they no. were sitting behind a desk? No, because I don't live in like a city like that. I, I go into, like, strip malls. I guess, ooh, yeah, Detroit is down back. <laughs> <laughs> Your doctors are that I fucking into, train like, station they're buildings. trying to get going. Yeah. It's, a, so. it's, like, by way of a distillery. It's a doctor's office. It's also a mm-hmm. uh, home goods. It's a vet. Yeah. Yeah. It's a one-stop shop in Detroit. It is. Can you get oil changed? It's one of the best bars in the world, apparently. It's just, like, all in one. Yeah. <laughs> so... I hate this doctor, though, who she's like, everything's great. Everything's good. Oh, uh-oh. I was like, can you sit to the fuck down and yeah. figure things out? It's just fucked. So we find out that she only has a 15% chance of natural pregnancy. And the doctor's basically like, you need to get on in vitro immediately. Mm-hmm. And... This is, like, such a real, real thing. It's like, now that I'm 30, like, this all just kind of, like, hits me, like, a little bit different. <sighs> But again, I appreciate that it's not made about their age. Right. 
I mean, but it is a little bit. Charlotte, I, Charlotte like, brings that to the table. Age. Charlotte brings that to the table, but there is something to be said. Now, I don't know enough to say that maybe the whatever hormonally is going on with her is related to age, but I appreciate that the doctor didn't just come out and say, yeah, this isn't working because you're 35. Right. It's just that your eggs deplete like significantly. Well, it was that she was hit, producing like, some sort of anti sperm, it seemed. But like, I really yeah. appreciated that she tells her the facts rather than not- you're old. And not making jokes about, like, they're not taking a punch at her age. I I agree. So let's hear Charlotte and Miranda on the street and then finish this up. Okay. Charlotte? Charlotte? Oh, hi. Oh, hi? Are you kidding me? What do you mean? You saw me turned and walked the other way. I didn't see you. I, I just changed direction. I'm allowed to change direction. First you don't return my calls, and then you pretend not to see me on the street. I just, I really can't see you right now. Well, you have to see me because I'm standing right here. I'm sorry about this whole thing, but it's not a personal attack on you. It was a mistake. Miranda, I really don't want to talk about this. This is hard for me, too, you know? And it doesn't make it any easier worrying that you hate me because you think you can't get pregnant. I can't get pregnant. If I can, you can. No, I can't. I just came from the doctor. Here. My body is attacking Trey's sperm. 15% chance. 15% chance of ever having a baby. Oh. Is it okay if I go now? Sure. You want me to walk with you? No. I just want to be alone. Okay? Okay. But um, I'm just going to walk a little way behind you in case you change your mind and want to talk. No, I'm okay. Charlotte walked all the way home. And even though she never turned back, she knew Miranda was behind her. Well, I'm crying again. And there's emotional. There's tear number two. There was the second time I cried. It's so emotional and having Miranda like walk behind her at the end. It's it's a beautiful scene. Heartbreaking. I know. And I do love and we've seen this a few other times that they use the kind of closeness of New York City occasionally. Mm -hmm. Like, right, Miranda runs into Carrie when she's sleeping with Big and Carrie lies about being at the dentist. Charlotte discovers Carrie and Big's affair just on the street that there's this kind of like you're just going to see people Mm -hmm. and you're close to one another that you can't escape. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just such a beautiful scene. And I want to wrap this up and then talk about it in its totality, right? So... We'll get into Miranda more later, but clearly she decides to keep the baby and Charlotte finds her inner strength to come over, bringing beautiful white flowers. I think they were lilies. No, they weren't. I can't remember what they were, but I don't think they were lilies because that wouldn't be appropriate. Um, Why wouldn't lilies be appropriate? Because I think they're more for um, death. So it would be quite, you know. Yeah. uh, would be that um, Jasmine clip. Which I'm not oh. going to quote here. I but was just about know, to say. <laughs> but if you know what I'm talking about, guys. Yeah, if you know, you know. If you, the girls that know, know. Yeah. Um, but she finds out that. First, I just want to say that I love this moment because it is going to be called back to in the episode one where Charlotte doesn't feel she can be there for Miranda as a mother because mm-hmm. she's just suffered loss. And it's the kind of the, it's, it's a similar situation here. Charlotte is capable of, 
putting aside what she's going through to be there for Miranda. And in this case, she actually discovers that Miranda's made the choice to become a mother. Mm -hmm. And the third time I burst into tears in this episode is when Charlotte says, we're having a baby. And it wasn't just because of how lovely and recognition of that moment is. It's that actually, I believe Charlotte's last line of the original series is, that's our baby. And so from here on to that, from then on, she gets this great journey where she has to share in motherhood here mm-hmm. and then eventually gets to achieve that for herself. And it's almost framed in the same way. You know, it's just her face when she mm-hmm. says we're having a baby and also when it's that's our baby. And in both ways, it's like about Charlotte in a way, but also that both are using um, the name, the word is escaping me, but both are using community. Mm-hmm. We are baby. Like she's talking about, she doesn't say that's my baby. She says right. are, Our. and then here we are like that. It's mm-hmm. about like the kind that motherhood the doesn't have to be a solo journey. Yeah. In this case, it's about sisterhood there. It's about that. Both of them have become parents, mm-hmm. particularly because I think like she's adopting in that case. And so often, finally having male friends who are starting to have children um, or being closer to the male in the relationship. They're both, they're heterosexual relationships. Mm -hmm. But for so long, I was very close to the women in my life who were having babies. And now I have some guy friends who are choosing to have children Mm -hmm. and talking to them about the idea that when they found out they were pregnant, they didn't instantly become fathers. Mm -hmm. That it was more when the baby came into this known world. And for Harry in that moment, the baby's already there Mm -hmm. and they're discovering it and becoming parents together at looking in that moment. I just think that there's some really beautiful stuff about parenthood in this show for a show about being single. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, I don't, I can't follow up what you just said. So, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's so true. And I love how just supportive Charlotte is and how she can just put aside like her own pain and for her friends. And she's just a really good friend. Let's get into Rambo, who's never been more Miranda than in this episode. Yeah, she's not giving, like, major Rambo energy. No, she settled into... She might be Hobbs in this episode. She's just... (laughs) Isn't there a movie called Hobbs and Shaw? Is that a movie? I think it was a show. That should be... um, I'd love to see a show where Miranda and Aiden just pal around and it's called Hobbs and Shaw. I would have watched that. Honestly, Same. And it was the scene after where he has to dress her while she's fully nude. That's Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. So we find out right at the beginning of the episode, she's pregnant with fucking Steve's baby. She tells the girls she's thought about it. I did find it really interesting that linguistically, she can't really even say the word abortion when she's on the phone. She says, I'm pregnant and I need not be. Yeah. And again, at breakfast, she can't say it. And her, she finds out her doctor doesn't perform them. And I love at the, the pizza scene where she keeps saying, where they come up with the no judgment. Yeah. I don't perform them. No judgment. Now, I was, I, my, probably my biggest laugh of the episode was at the pizza scene where she says, who do I, what do I care? What about my life? I'm having Steve's baby. Pizza for everybody. It's, it's such a funny episode but also layered with a lot of like sadness and it's a little bit complicated but Miranda I mean she's making this really really big life choice and I think I like that she recognizes and 
that this is kind of funny. Like he has one ball. She has like one lazy ovary. Like she's like, how the fuck do I we have a baby? did want to say just because you have one ball does not, it doesn't mean you have I know, but term. I think it's because it she a... just is like, what the fuck? Like, like this is crazy. I, think I did appreciate like, when Carrie's like, you didn't even use a condom. Well, Carrie, please. Shut up. Just because you have like... one ball doesn't mean you shouldn't. Also, Steve definitely comes off to me as someone who's got, Miranda's had an STD. Wrap that shit up, ladies I know. and gay men. But I think it was like so spontaneous. That, and like, they need Again, to she is going to give birth to Voldemort. So The fucking worst kid. I don't know who's worse, him or Rock, to I don't, be truthfully honest. I actually honest. don't want to say what I was about to say, which was going to be quite dark-sided. What? Oh, okay. I can I can read between the lines. Spared us a bit. Maybe yeah. she should have had Doctor Roberts' baby, and we wouldn't have gotten, we wouldn't have seen that aquarium scene. Doctor Roberts' son would never. <laughs> just maybe never. It was like Brady's just leaving his used condoms everywhere around his that floor. Is so fucking disgusting. It's like what the fuck? Like, oh God, they're oh, oh my God. And, I can't. It's I can't, so I fucking can't disrespectful. Even. I, can't I can't even. Go, I can't go. I can't. I can't go. Down I can't that even road. talk about it. It's sick. I want to hear the Miranda clinic scene and then close her out. Okay. You suffer from headaches, allergies, diabetes. No, no, no. Bad judgment with old boyfriends. Yes. I think I can write that in. Does it hurt? Mm, not really. Mostly, it's just unpleasant. Hmm. What about after? How long until I feel back to normal? You're going to have to ask them. Well, how long until you felt back to normal? Any day now. I'm doing the right thing, right? Miranda, I cannot answer that. Well, what do you think? What do you think? I think, what do you think? You want to go one more round? Charlotte only has a 15% chance, and she's really trying. What if I wake up at 43 and find that my one semi-decent ovary gave up and I can't have kids? 43? That's my scary age. Mine's 45. This happened against all the odds. My stupid egg found its way to the three sperm he had left. Oh, God, Carrie. Is this my baby? I mean, what am I waiting for? Sweetie, do you want to leave? No. I can't have a baby. I could barely find the time to schedule this abortion. Miranda Hobbs? Wow. It's just so... Well, before... It's just so beautiful. What's your scary um, age? For... Like, meaning what? Like, they say 43 is Miranda's, 45 is... Like, what are you... Like, is there an age that looms for you that you feel like, oh, that's... I better get some shit figured out by then. I'm not looking forward to being that age. It's not that I'm not looking forward to being 40, but I just hope certain things in my life happen before I'm 40. 35 is my scary age. It always has been, and I will be 35 this year. Yeah, I was like, wait, that's... (laughs) No, my only hope is is that maybe I'll... What are you scared of? uh, That I won't be where I want to be in my career, that, you know... Mm -hmm. I actually... Don't know. It's just like that feels like the just, where the rubber hits the road. Like it's I got kind of like I'm an adult now. Is that Although how you feel? I felt that I would feel that at thirty. Oh no! Like I was like oh like even when I turned twenty nine, I made a vow to myself that I would do everything that I didn't want to take into mm-hmm. my thirties with me. 
I was like, I'm going to feel like an, I, the clock's going to strike midnight and a bitch is going to be an adult. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, this is the same shit. Same, same dicks out here. Same yeah. Men running no. little rampant. <laughs> like, ain't nothing changed. No, but uh, see, here's the thing. I've never been scared about getting older. Like, that's I'm just not never scared of getting thing. older, but they're just I... all certain things I want to achieve. Right. And I'm like, am I going to get there? And maybe I'm, I'm not. Like, when's the time where I'm like, I feel like a an adult, like I'm a woman. Like, when does that come? I don't feel like a man. No, like, I don't know how. Maybe you, you never do. Maybe that's the part of becoming an adult. Maybe everybody's been lying. Well, maybe that is what being an adult is, is just pretending. Wow. And no really one wants deep. to tell the truth that we're all basically just still 14. Seriously. Like, I can't believe I pay bills. Like, I don't. Like, it's weird. Right. I'm like, at a certain point, aren't I? Is this just adulthood? Yeah. And if it is, does this mean I have to it. do this for the rest of my goddamn life? Yes. The fact that there isn't, a, I guess, senior citizenship is the next um, phase. But I, I've always said I don't want to get too old. I'm checking out early. Chris, I can't. Uh, just, I would not make a very inspiring old yeah. person. I can't talk about that. What, that I don't want to get old? Yeah, it makes me really sad. I don't. I'm getting out. Okay, we don't have to talk. Please. <laughs> I just haven't decided what the right age is. But the first time I start to feel things declining, my fear is that that is going to be like 36. Because I, I was going to say, I was like, don't we already feel like that? I sometimes? basically can't get out of bed without like an Alka Seltzer oh like rubbing my knees. I know. It's like I take an ad, but like a baby aspirin every day already. Like, <laughs> like, it's bad. Um, just before we close out with Carrie, I did just want to say, mean, like, no, no, no. Before we move on to Carrie and close. Oh, up okay, okay. Sorry. Um, I had somehow forgotten how much of Miranda's decision to have a child is wrapped up in Charlotte's inability to have one. That that yeah. is what actually is the thing that spurs her on to doing to mm-hmm. making the choice is really hearing that fifteen percent number. Mm-hmm. And so there's, I've always read it as oh she's ambivalent. I always remember her as being ambivalent about having a child Mm -hmm. and instead actually it's just she's ambivalent about the time to do it and how it will fit into her life and so I don't know I just there's something about the remainder of this show that just feels like such a missed opportunity to not focus more on their Miranda and Charlotte's relationship and I think the scenes where we do get to see them together are so much more fruitful and alive after this episode. But I just wish there was more. I do too. And we felt like that and in, in just like that. Like I wish yeah. I had more of them and motherhood together. Like there's only really one episode in which Charlotte um, babysits Brady and then right. Brady sees them having sex. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels like Charlotte would have been more of a... Um, part of that resource Mm -hmm. for Miranda and because the show is just so fascinated with Carrie with Carrie being the center it doesn't allow us to see those other things in a way that I think a different type of show would um but I just love them I love Miranda I love Charlotte and I just found them both so really at the center of this episode yeah it was it's a it's a tough episode, but it's also like Charlotte not being able to get pregnant. It's, it really just makes Miranda think like, well, what if I, you know, abort this baby because I'm not quote unquote ready and then I can't get pregnant again when I want to. So it's like, and like it, it asks the question, like, when is the best time to have a baby? 
sometimes there really is no good time. Never, in my opinion. Like, like even when you're, let's say, in a serious relationship or you're married and then you get comfortable just it being you guys and then it's like, oh, fuck, now I have to add another little creature to this. Like, that's a lot. It's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. All right. Let's deal with Carrie, who is oddly having such a strange time dealing with this news. She's being like a nut in the closet. No, she's insane, Chris. And then you got fucking Aiden. Oh, you cuckoo. You cuckoo girl. You cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs though? Like, shut the fuck up in his stupid daisy caftan. Oh, his shirts are back. They're just, I'm disgusted. When I saw those daisies all over it, the black and white daisies. No, not to talk about John Corbett's acting, but I'm going to. Oh, boy. Now he's really not going to come on the podcast. She says she has something to tell him. Mm Mm-hmm. And I felt like there could have been a boom if I was Aiden, or I'm sorry, if I was John Corbett as an actor, mm-hmm. he doesn't read as worried too much. Because this is a woman who's cheated on you. Last week, she was, like, inviting that man up to your cabin. Yeah. Like, I think that there's a world in which he should be a little bit more flustered by that news. But I think as an actor, he is playing that he already knows that the news has nothing to do with him. You get what I mean? Yeah. No, I definitely get what you and mean. And so, um, John Corbett, come isn't... on the podcast and explain your choices. Please. This could Please. be, like, inside the actor's studio. But yeah. just roasting him a little bit. When, when he, you get to heaven, Aiden Shaw, what do you think God will say to you? Be like, Her... more KFC on the inside, my man. Oh, gosh. With those fucking necklaces and his turquoise. <laughs> you know what? That's what everybody was saying in the comments of the that picture. They're like, oh, my God, he's not wearing necklaces. I'm like, they're not too far away, guys. Oh, don't worry. He will those be in Those purple tur- pants. Oh, he'll be giving Aiden season three. Like, he's not giving white he's, shirt Aiden. In, no, in he's like giving that. Pete Aiden. He is going to be... Don't worry, that costume department is going to throw some shit on him that will shock. Uh, oh, God. Well, the costume He's gonna be department in Tommy Bahama in this t-shirts left and right. The, the costume department in this episode. Well, as I text you, Pat was really just throwing Carrie Bradshaw on anything. She was just like, I don't give a fuck. But we'll get We'll get there. to that. <laughs> we have um, to have like a whole combo about it. I really hate that Aiden centers. It's almost instantaneous. He's like, well, who's the father? It's like that. The father has nothing to do it's with. It's also this none of your fucking business, right? Why well, first is of all, Carrie shouldn't him. have told him. Not that okay. she's like you know, no, has to abide by HIPAA. I have a complaint to make about women. Is that women talking? The no. movie? <laughs> yeah, well, she's talking too much in this in this. Yeah, episode. maybe Carrie as a woman needs to shut up. Needs to shut up. So as a woman, I'm gonna I'm gonna this is to all the women. Uh-oh. Disclaimer, I... her internalized misogyny, misogyny might be, might be out. jumping out. Yeah, okay. and you know what? Everyone needs to fucking deal with it. Hit that little 30-second button. Yeah, please mute me. I don't give a fuck. Someone called me a bimbo in the reviews like a few weeks ago. And you know what I have to say to that? Only hot people can be bimbos. Well, so it was a compliment. Know, but... I've seen some ugly bimbos on my dad. I, listen, I'm taking it as a compliment, okay? Anyway, also, I'm not a bimbo. Anyway, what pisses me off about s- women is <laughs> that when they get in relationships with men, for example, and then they start calling these men their best friends, and they're like, "This is my- he's my best friend. I tell him everything. He's my best friend. He's my best friend. 
And it's like, you have real life girlfriends that are your best friends. What does you this have to do with Carrie Bradshaw? Because she's telling him things that she shouldn't because she thinks of him as her best friend. No, you know damn well Carrie Bradshaw has never called Aiden Shaw. Aiden Marie Shaw. Uh, you know what? Maybe this is just something I have to get off my I, I think that is, I think we waded into gateway. some personal waters. We did. Because <laughs> it just pisses me off. I like, do agree I with love you. my boyfriend. Him and I have a beautiful communicating relationship, love each other, et cetera, et cetera. He is not my best friend. I didn't know where you were going with this, but I am going to say I, it's not as inter- internally misogynistic as I thought. Mm. I I don't know that we need to relate it just to women because men can fall into that also. I can only speak from my experience and it's been with women. Yeah, but it is just like... Uh, and I when think... men say that about their wives or their girlfriends or whoever, their best friends probably look at them and like, shut the fuck up. I think that also it comes from a need to feel that. And I believe there's an episode of Sex the City about that. Ooh. Are you okay? <laughs> I've had so much coffee. No, I'm wired. I am wired. I have like woken up. Like my eyes are bugging out. Yeah. Um, there. Are, I think there is an episode of Sex in the City about this. If there isn't, there shouldn't be. But that um, the idea of can you get everything from one person? No. And, the answer and is no. I think that the there is a kind of romantic ideal that sexual relationship should include everything mm-hmm. when in reality we all need community to make our lives work it's why we're not it's why we have familial structures it's why we seek out partners in the first place yeah and so the idea that your sexual partner should also be your best friend is this Ridiculous. i it is lead it is the idea that you need one person yeah. be one but in fact you could not probably have a successful romantic partnership and or sexual one partnership, I should say, without having a good group of friends. Because I'm not a big best friend person, but I do think you need because in the same way I know, that I'm I've like been trying to get you to call me your best friend for like years. Well, you call everyone your best friend. That's actually not true. I could name at least eight people I've heard you say that about. We won't get into it here, but if you'd like me to list them on the side, but you say it about literally everyone. And that's okay because I think that we, it's one of the reasons I don't ascribe to best friends because I think we need multiple friends for multiple different things. I agree. They have different reasons. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so we all, and different seasons also. Different seasons for sure. I I just dumped a friend. I said, get out of here. No, I'm good. No, like, you never know. It's just, like, we all, there's this, even, like, the idea of a best friend. The idea of, like, oh, my God, my husband's my best friend. He's my boss. He's my life partner. He's my therapist. It's, like, what? It's, like, that's a lot to dump on one person. this team out, baby. Yeah. Like, you're, my Delegate. And also... I don't want to be that for someone. No. I don't, I don't know be... why we're talking about this. You know what? This is a relationship <laughs> podcast. Welcome. I, I don't know. Like, doesn't Sex have anything to do with this episode. You know, that's what people are going to get. I really... What did you think about her lying about her abortion to a... I get why she lied to him. Because of his reaction yes. or just in general? I get, I get it. Yeah. It's a tough thing to... I think admit I think it's a tough thing to admit to someone who has that reaction and also the state of their relationship is quite frankly a shithole and she doesn't trust him who would 
Why also who would trust hands her? hands all over her walls. Yeah. I was like, has he washed his hands when he went to touch Chanel? Oh, he would never I would never. Think. He would not be allowed in my closet. Pre-COVID, I would have been like, um, sir, Purell oh, God. He, do you think prayer he's like, and Purell before you, think you come like in my house. Do you think he's an anti-masker? Um... I bet you he was in the beginning. I think he probably is happy to wear his mask, but oh, okay. he definitely got a J&J shot because he was like, I only want to do this once. I don't like doctor. You make him sound like he's from like Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> you make him sound like he is quite literally from like Louisiana. <laughs> That's what I, hey, what I hear is what I hear with these ears here. Yeah, is what, you know. Is what it you're going to get. Yeah, okay. So I I was just because we've really got to start wrapping this up. Sorry, I know. This was I, such a juicy episode. I know. No, I'm happy to. But if I didn't have plans, we are going to push this for as long as we can. But I do have plans. Absolutely. Um. So I love the Samantha Carey walk and talk. And it's just one of those examples of, God damn it, how did these I know. I Chris, I thought the same thing. I go, in my head, I go. They're besties. Besties. They There's not a rift. Give them every award for being able to pretend like this. Like, this is, like, amazing. I love the, I love the oh. continual jokes about the tunnel. And um, what was the other place called? The Swallow? Saloon. The Saloon. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate the reveal of there's something. So I also found it so heartbreaking, but I wanted to watch this show mm-hmm. where she says it's not where Samantha says it's not something you put up on the dorm room board. Like, what was Samantha's college experience like that? I want to see. God, give me that prequel. But give I just, me the Samantha diaries. I don't want the Carrie so diaries. They're cute in that scene together. Mm-hmm. The coulda, woulda, shoulda. When she says, I'd have a 13-year-old son. And if I did, I would know you. And how close they are. It's just an, a, it's a really adorable. One of their mm-hmm. best, I think, cute scenes. Now, let's hear one of my favorite scenes in this episode. The entrance of Mr. Steve Brady into Carrie's apartment. No, it's so funny. Hey! Oh, my God! You scared me. Sorry. It's not a break in entering. We're playing basketball and your guy needed to take a leak. Oh. You run out. So what's new? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So how are things? Uh, the bar's busting my hump. It's pretty good. You know? So hey, how's my man? Is she okay? What do you mean? They've been calling. She don't call me back. Oh, she's great. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she must be pretty busy that day, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Okay. Hey, Pud. Did you tell him? What? About Miranda. No. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, he's asking about Miranda. He always asks about Miranda. You told him, didn't you? Listen, Aiden, it's okay. I can't keep secrets either, obviously. I didn't tell him anything. <laughs> well, he's looking at me funny. That's why he looks at everyone. Are you sure? I didn't tell him, but I think he deserves to know. What does that mean? I don't agree with what she's doing. Well, it doesn't really have anything to do with you, does it? Hey, Chief, you told me. I just assume not know any of it. Listen, sometimes you get in situations that are, you know, that are hard. You know, we should not be having this conversation with him out in the next room, so just go. Go. Listening. What's bugging you? Nothing. 
Tell me where they said hi. Okay. Everything about this scene is perfect. Everything. We get Everything. a classic Carrie scream. There, I will tell you. Hold on, no. Before you get to what I think you're going to say, we got to talk about Mr. Brady. Your guy needed to take a leak. Get out of my house. <laughs> Who the fuck is saying that? I was so upset. Each no, time it's I hear disgusting. It, is that the a bath- phrase men no. are saying? Just say he's in the bathroom. No, men do talk like that. I think it's because I just don't like any kind of talk about what happens in the privacy of a bathroom. A leak? No, and then to be hit with, what's up, Puddin? That's like, right <laughs> what's after. What's up, Puddin? I don't want no nothing, chief. Yeah, it's like, so disgusting. Aiden would have been so much better played had he been played by Harry Connick Jr. And maybe that's also why I'm making him more Southern than he is. Yeah, because you really make him like he's like I'm a going country. to the country. Well, my come on, <laughs> fuck it. Who was that? Um, big ass chicken. You know who I'm talking about? The big ass chicken. He's like a rooster from like the WB. He's like a big ass rooster. Hold on, big yeah, ass rooster. Please go WB. go on. What are you? Let Foghorn Leghorn. You know about him? No. I wish, guys, if you know about Foghorn Leghorn, please know that that is who I believe Aiden to be. He's like, I say, I say, come on over here. (laughs) No, he definitely channels uh, like a country bumpkin vibe. (laughs) Um, But no, I do agree with you what you were going to say. There is some really, first of all, they're a bathroom couple. Like the center of their universe is the bathroom. It's the bathroom. It is. They're like, in their little tidy whities in there. We're going to get the fight teeth scene in the in shower, there. the Rogaine. Yeah, we're going to get, you want to get Maui to next episode. It's just so disgusting. They're never not in that tiny bathroom. Just I know. Get, getting to what's what. But they do have a kind of late, funny chemistry. Again, I will say I think it is mostly because Sarah Jessica Parker is so funny. Mm-hmm. All of her faces, the voices, the hand gestures. I mean, and just her crazy outfit. Like she's she playing to the back of the house in that scene. It's so good. And she's like, "Did you tell him?" Like it's... she sounds like you, basically, basically on every podcast. I'm like, "Can you speak up? Stop whispering." I whisper. Not on this one because I think you're just matching my volume. But on your Which podcast, screaming. I'm like, I can't hear a goddamn thing. You that know episode, what I did? You and Paige was... was like listening. No, to, can like, I tell you um, what happened? The mic Randy was muted. And... It was crazy. It was just like, I know, I know. And I was like, Pat, I'm not re-recording. Just put it up. It will be fine. Um, I do love that scene, though. It was really, I don't know. It just really makes me laugh. It's a lot of, uh, it's a little bit of levity in what is more often than not a pretty heavy episode. Yeah. And I did feel a little chemistry between those two. They have it sometimes. But it's but it's not sexual. It's like no. brother sister. It's like cousin. Yeah, <laughs> kissing. I was gonna say it's brother sister. It's like distant cousin, and you see him like once in the summer. Yeah, it's basic it's strangers not a on the street. relationship. They no. don't have sexual chemistry at all. Mm-mm. It's besties. Not even. <sighs> no, it's definitely not like besties. Camp Again, friends. It is. The yeah, it's like friends. your camp friend who you see once a summer. Then, like, you haven't seen, and then oddly, they're like at your college, and you're like, oh, I kind of remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then occasionally, if you're drunk, you can fall into some patter with them. But I did like the little tidbit that, it, like, he's like, he's always asking about Miranda. 
And also, that's just how he, he looked at me weird. That's just how he looks. Yeah. <laughs> it's Steve. I also just want to say, and again, I know I've probably said this one million times. Are grown men playing pickup basketball? Yes. Go do your taxes. No, they are. They like, love why it. Why aren't they doing something helpful or useful? Go register someone to vote. Because they... <laughs> so tired of these two men. Yeah, they have no. disgusting t-shirts. He's in a cutoff. Sun's out, guns I, out. For I gotta tell Brady. you... Uh, listen, it's hot sometimes. I was disgusted by both of them. Get him out of there. I was like, get out of leak. her house. He's taking a get leak. Get out of her house. He has a home. Mm-hmm. Go take a leak at your Where's house. your dog? Where's your dog? Where's your bathroom? Where's your scooter? Get Where's out of my house. <laughs> I am so fucking tired of Aiden Shaw always in her home. This well, woman just wants to come only home and get look worse, at her Chris. mail, and she has to see the visage of that Humpty Dumpty looking motherfucker Aiden and Steve Brady with his one ball. With his basketball. Get out. Yeah, now he's got two balls. He was probably banging it up against our walls. <laughs> Somebody, I could have been a contender. Go be helpful and quiet. That is my advice to men in 2023. I second that. Men need to be more helpful. Be helpful and quiet. That Mm -hmm. is all I ask for men in 2023. And of course, as a man myself, I won't be taking that advice because I'm talking way too much on this podcast. But I will try to be helpful in my real life. You are helpful. And quiet. (laughs) I'm saying so little at work these days. (laughs) But what you are saying is... Impactful. Yeah. So Carrie then decides to go revisit the saloon. Did you think it was an accident or did she go there on purpose? She went there on purpose. You think so? Because the show doesn't make it definitive. No, I think she definitely went there just to like revisit, see what's what. But she didn't expect to see old boy Chad. What'd you think of Chad? A dummy. I thought he was hot. Chris, shut up. I did. You did not. Physically, I liked his hairy forearms. Okay. It's a little something about me to reveal to the crowd at 12.32 in the afternoon. Um, The one thing I will note about this scene that I really disliked, I wish that Carrie had gone there and he had just also been there as a patron because to me it it was giving classism that she cannot feel she can feel better about her decision to have an abortion mm-hmm. because oh my god he's still a waiter and lost right. in the past so it was more about it felt like we were dipping into classism and things about money mm-hmm. rather than the autonomy of her own choice and yeah. i think had he just been there and been a bit more of an equal it would have kept it about carrie and not like well that guy's stuck in the past yeah i know i actually I totally agree. And it's also just like, Carrie, you're not, you're not like thriving. Doing it. Let's be honest. Well, she is thriving right now because she is a man paying her bills. Aiden? Or let me put it this way. As someone, and by the way, I'm no, no judgment. As someone who pulled some of these tricks in my early 20s, when you have no money, a good way to save money is to date a man who has some and have them pay for almost everything. Yeah. I stretched my paycheck, my meager, like, $300 I made a week at a nonprofit theater 
very yeah. far because I was living with a man who had more money. I was like, oh, you can take care of groceries, this, this, this. No, that'll really mean I have a bit more disposable income to play with over here. I remember like when I was making like zero dollars, I would like just go on dates. Yeah. So like dinner could just be paid. And I think that's what Carrie, I think Carrie, the, Carrie is saving her most money when she's with Big and Aiden. Yes. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's making fajitas and listening to the oldies, that dumb fuck. Coca Cabana. I love to chat. Uh, it's upsetting, but. What did you think about? So, to wrap this up, as we round on 12 30, we've been doing this for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about her honesty to Aiden at the end? I appreciated it because I know that it was weighing on her. Um, dropping bombs like that, if he considers it a bomb right before dinner, is a little bit manipulative, in my opinion, because he can't really react the way that he would probably want to. They're on um, the street drinking beer. I think he can react. No, they're waiting for a table. No, but there's like I I don't know. You're you're like they're in the... public. No, they're not. They're on the street outside, waiting to get inside of a restaurant. Yes, but they're alone outside. No, but I mean, like she. But then the You're whole You're presuming, night... though, that, like, he can't just leave. They're not going to an engagement party. They're having dinner alone. I know, but he could still leave. Yes, but that's fine. There's no penalty for walking out on your dinner. I don't think that she wanted to leave. I, I, I just think, I don't know that... I get what you mean if they were at a public event... That it's almost like, oh, you're you trapped me into non-reaction. Almost like when she tells him, "Hey, I'm cheating on you," right before they go to a wedding. That was crazy. But and look, he was like deuces. So we know Aiden is. If he's really pushed, he will be like, "Sorry, you can move that table uptown your damn self. I gotta go, bitch." But then I will meander back oddly yeah. and stand outside the wedding like the fucking dummy like behind those gates and a brown suit. It. With his long hair, stringy hair. 19 rings on his fingers, like fucking Ariana Grande. <sighs> what were we talking about? I just watched well, we like, the things I up. hate about him. Yeah. Um, one thing I did note there is he says, she asks, have you ever gotten a girl pregnant? And he says, no, not that I know of. And I wrote, that's the point, Yolanda. Like, you don't have to worry about impregnating someone. Right. Like, that that is why you shouldn't have an opinion that you can have walked through this world not knowing because the ultimately it isn't on you correct and, and it's i like, really that's yeah upsetting. go ahead sorry no that's just like upsetting yeah and i really did actually appreciate also the absence of trey in this episode also makes a lot of the decisions and the things that charlotte is going through really about mm -hmm. her yes trey does appear in the doctor scene but it's um they really make her fertility journey start and end with her and i think that is a really important distinction particularly as you have miranda talking about how she needs to make this decision about her body herself mm -hmm. you also have charlotte making decisions about her body herself while also being in a uh, marriage yeah so what do you think of the fashion in this one chris i <sighs> Where to I think in? somebody took ecstasy, uh, a popper. I want to discuss the outfit that Carrie was in when her and Samantha looked at the Birkin. You mean her pink prom dress, yes. uh, do-rag, crazy necklace, and fuzzy brooch? 
I, that's the one. I wrote down question mark, Hermes scarf, gold chunky necklace, a fuzzy brooch, a pink prom dress, and then there's a charm attached to the scarf on the side that dangles. And that and to me wasn't I even the make most alarming the scarf look. is going upwards into a triangle under her forehead. It wasn't even the most alarming look. I the whole, found oh, the, the white shirt. The plaid skirt and deconstructed jacket to be worrisome. It all of it. It this was a crazy fucking episode. Then and she's then just she strolling her, down the street with a full umbrella. Well then, well, then when she goes into her house and she has that white button up with the crazy ponytail, to that the deconstructed side. jacket. It's yeah, on, like it's, it's upsetting. Then at one point it cut to Samantha. She was wearing a pink jacket with a bunch of fringe. It looked like she had just taken a like a razor down the side of it. And just like was like it's this is so it. bad. It's so bad. It like makes me feel bad that I ever should on Aiden because I'm like, what the fuck is Carrie wearing? And what what was Samantha wearing? I saw uh, she was wearing the most hideous like print paisley top with print pants at the end at Miranda's apartment. Everyone looked ghastly this episode it was it was honestly, honestly Steve a shock. may have had the best look and is just like <laughs> his cut off yeah <laughs> it was so bad chad looked shocked. the best well you know how i feel about chad speaking oh of men God. we had steve aiden chad the hermes clerk and the homeless guy and i gotta give it to uh old chad he was really getting me good with his hairy arms. His hairy forearms, that shaggy hair. You know who he was giving me? He was giving me um Tag from Friends, who also starred as the bisexual on this episode. I, I'm i going to pick someone that you're not going to like. I know. You're going to pick Aiden. Go no, on. I'm not. I'm going to pick Wait. Steve. Why? I like his tight little body. I like that little cutoff. I like that he's going to go play Why his Why are his arms so pale? Because he's pale. It's the summer. No, his like arms that. are a different shade than his I head. look like that. He's wearing cutoffs. Put on some fucking Bradley Cooper and a Star is Born bronzer and do something about that. They'll never white do that. White people, he's I'm giving a another white call. Person. He's Irish. No, he's y'all can do something tan. about that. I'm begging everyone to get some bronzer. It's not right. No. It, I thought he was looking like a little tiny tot snack. Look, you know I hate Steve Brady. But I know, I, I know. Steve That's why Martin I was Brady is disgusting, up. but I would fuck him. I would. I've said it before. That's the point. I just it. hate him. I think he's an awful man. Oh, he definitely is. But he was who I would fuck on. This but show. next to Aiden, he really is like a prince among men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, next to that leaky cauldron, that Aiden. That leaky cauldron. What would you give this out of ten? Honestly, I would give it like an eight and a half, nine. It's a ten out of ten for me. This is a wow. Perfect, this is another perfect episode of the show. Season so guys, four when is we really started that girl. this show. This is the this is the content we were talking about. Well, no, we were talking about season three, and then we quickly well, then discovered, we discovered we that it wasn't three. right. <laughs> With the exception I mean. of three episodes, right? This is like we're in our bag. I think I was talking about season five. I don't even know. In retrospect, it's like what, I had what are a we dream about, about Petrosky. Have we even seen this show? <laughs> Sometimes we watch episodes, and I'm like, "Have I seen this?" I know there's there's been a couple where I completely forget. God, we're in our bag. I can't wait to, for mm. next week. I know we are. Um, we're going to Maui. Did you just pun in the nude? Ooh, 
Imagine his little shriveled up dick swinging around, doing Sad. nothing as he says Mawid. The fact that she didn't literally push him into the wall and bang his head until he died. <laughs> okay, we'll get to it next. Sorry, not to end with violence. Yeah. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss Season 4, Episode 12, Just Say Yes. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. But again, if you have anything negative to say, we do have an email, shortcomingspodcast.gmail.com, and just slide your negative comments there and keep it mm-hmm. cute in the reviews. Absolutely. And you can follow us online. I'm at clewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram, and I'm at Loft on Twitter. All right. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.